Hello, and welcome to the Wade John Taylor Patriot Report. Today is Monday, May 3rd, 2021, and this is episode 14 of season 2. I'm your host, Wade John Taylor, editor of the pamphlet. And we have a new uh, issue that is out. It's uh, certainly out to all of our Patreon subscribers right now. And the printing, uh, the first run has already been completed. And it is in the process of uh, being folded and stapled. um, And distribution um, happening by my family. So for those who are looking for your hard copies, uh, they should be going out in the mail shortly. And then as soon as that happens, um, it will be digitally released on our website um, for everybody. So it is almost time for those of you who are waiting for the free version. I must say I am pretty excited about this issue coming out. Not only this issue, but the next uh, next three issues. So um, we... Uh, in a writer's meeting, we were talking about um, unalienable and what that really means. And, and it's it's too much to do in a single issue. And it, it's there's so many aspects to it that we decided to break it down into um, three issues. And the first issue is on words. And that is the latest one that is just just finished printing. And uh, in that one, we discuss uh, the importance of words and how our father, for founding fathers, how they thought about words and, and they understood the importance of words. And our opponents uh, know the importance of words. They label people certain things, call them certain things, and, and a lot of the words and phrases that they use are meant to invoke a psychological response and that's that's because they want you to react a certain way and it helps their narrative so they're very good at mind games that being said the pamphlet uh, volume one issue eight on words is now out and available Um, if you'd like to have instant access to it uh, you can sign up over on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the underscore pamphlet. And you'll find um, the ability to get um, issues delivered directly to your home or the, just the di- digital version, however you prefer. Or if you are unable to support the pamphlet, um, the free version will be out on our website, www.thepamphlet.net. That's www.thepamphlet.net. So there is some good news on the uh, corporate war front. Um, Coca-Cola has walked back some of its... um, new racist agenda and has, um, I think fired or put on leave the person who was responsible for lowing, rolling that out. And, um, they're putting a pause on this program, I think is, is how they're wording it. Either way, it, it, the damage is done. Um, my wife took all of her Coca-Cola memorabilia off of our, 
our walls that she's been collecting for many, many years and, and got rid of it. So not only will Coca-Cola be studied for, for in many years for how to build a brand, it will also be studied in business classes on how to quickly destroy a 100-year-old brand. So there is some good news. Um, companies are starting to be aware that if they go down this radical agenda, it may backfire and they may severely lose um, enough of a customer base that that it may take decades to recover if they can make it. So anyway, that's, that is some good news. I just wanted to point that out that, uh, you know, voting with your pocketbook and, and making a choice on where you spend your money does have a dramatic effect. If we can avoid those corporations um, wherever possible um, that are using the money that we put into their pockets to embrace radical agendas, then then we are, well, de facto funding those agendas. And if we do make choices to avoid companies like that, they get the message and shareholders will replace who's, who's ever in the board and responsible for such um, insanity. So at, at, if, as this goes full cycle and the financial impacts are starting to be felt by wokeness in the corporate boardroom. Um, perhaps there may be a little bit of a dialing back on the corporate end of things only because of public pressure. I fully expect them to, to double down and be a little bit more clandestine about things. They are part of the Great Reset, and they have a, a large stake in it and, and, and have a lot to gain. So... I don't think that they're doing anything other than trying to do a little bit of PR. So let's pay attention to that. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some self-discovery I went through when writing um, this latest issue of the pamphlet. And one of the, the writers who I've known about for a long time, studied a lot of his works, and have a fairly, well, what I thought was a, a good knowledge of the individual, um, Thomas Paine. And he was the, the author of Common Sense, which is one of the largest inspirations for the source behind of the pamphlet or, or what we've, we've become. And one of the interesting things about Thomas Paine is Without him, we probably would not have had a, a revolution. His words, common sense, um, that pamphlet, this, there's a story in of itself just behind the printing. There's drama behind that. and um, But in, in essence, um, they couldn't sell enough of these uh, pamphlets. And they galvanized the people in the, the colonies around a common idea of, of America or the United States of America. It basically explained to the populace that they were a unique individual um, country or state, so to speak, because they were, they were birthed from Europe. It wasn't just an exclusive 
English group of colonies um, or just an exclusive Dutch or exclusive Spanish. I mean, there was a, a mix of influence within the colonies. And th that mix um, tended to be those who were oppressed back in their homelands and were seeking um, freedom and an opportunity for a new start and to live their their lives and have a lot more independence and freedom. So basically all the freedom seekers from Europe and like-minded individuals came over to this country and they formed their individual and respective colonies and um, over years those colonies developed an identity but collectively all of the colonies were uniquely American because they had already gone through an American experience several hundred years um, by the time um, of, of the revolution. So it wasn't just a um, group of colonies where they just got off the boat a couple of years ago. They had a history, and that was, that, that was a unique history that, that England couldn't comprehend. And so this simple manuscript created all of that you know, in, in the American culture. Now, Thomas Paine didn't stop there. He continued to document the struggles and trials of America going throughout the, the whole Revolutionary War. And he was beloved by America all over. And then he went to France and started supporting the French Revolution there. And I'll pick up at that point after the break. Hello, and thank you for sticking around. I really appreciate you listening to our little podcast here. It definitely helps, and um, I appreciate your kind comments. And if you do want to find out more about the pamphlet or our monthly periodical or listen to our previous podcast, you can go ahead and find that over at our website, www.thepamphlet.net. Okay, so before the break, I was talking about Thomas Paine and how through a large chunk of American history, he was one of the most popular and most beloved individuals on the, this side of, of uh, I guess, the globe. And then he went to France and supported their revolution. And he, I guess, started having a fall from grace at that point in time. He was had some jealousy issues, I believe, and was convinced that there was some backbiting going on. And things escalated, and it became very public. Uh, to the point where he publicly uh, attacked um, President uh, George Washington when he was um, president. 
And this was something you obviously don't don't do. And he became known uh, basically throughout the United States as a, a traitor during that period of time and was not welcomed at, at all, even when he returned. Um, he did spend his last uh, years on earth in the United States, and uh, a pastor was dismissed for simply shaking his hand. I mean, that's how, um, you know, that, that, that was the council culture that was alive and well back, back then. So his whole life, to me, is a, a fantastic example of, one, how powerful words can bind a nation together in, under a, a, a noble cause. And, and two, how a, a person who may have been the deliverer of that message and much beloved by the people for that can be instantly ostracized and become public enemy number one if they go against the creature that was created because of this person's words in the first place. So essentially, you know, a country was created because of, of Thomas Paine's common sense and his other pamphlets uh, that he published. And heroes were created and people who earned their own way into the spotlight. And just because one was important and prominent in sparking that does not give them the right to Still, I guess anyone else's thunder is is the lesson here. But it was interesting um, to look into that side of Thomas Paine's uh, famous and infamous life. It made me think of another individual who was very famous and became detested by many, um, President Donald Trump. Before he was a political candidate, he was beloved by virtually everyone in America because of his television shows and um, entertainment that he provided, as long as as well as a lot of jobs because he was a, a and still is a, a real estate developer. So for many people, this person affected their life in in a positive way. And then once he joined into the political fray, well, there was half of the country who had to paint him and demonize him in a certain light. And to me, when we look at this, um, there's a lot of similarities. You know, and another person who, who comes to mind, um, Bill Gates, for example, once beloved as a whiz kid, um, starting his business out of a garage and completely redefining software and how software is delivered to the consumer and how much power and control that software can have over a, a life. Um, and the most wealthy individual on the planet off and on through much of his life. And now he is loathed by much of humanity 
um, who's aware of all the terrible things he's doing with, with vaccines and medical research and a huge cheerleader for the globalist agenda. Um, he, he probably has a, a huge hand in, in much of it, probably just as dirty as George Soros, only a lot smarter about uh, how and where and where he implements his wealth through his um, uh, non-profit organizations. So he went from being beloved by most to despised by most. And, you know, now he's finally getting divorced and, you know, I don't think that's going to make his life any worse. Um, he, you could split his fortune into several halves and he'd still have plenty. And I believe that she is just as vile as he is. So, um, you know, you're pretty much just going to have two individuals who are um, wealthy and, and can scheme and, and go off in their own tangents and, and their own plans for the globalization of, of humanity. But one of the things that ties all these individuals together is that they are keenly aware of the power of words. The things that they say is well thought out and articulated and carefully controlled to make sure that they don't give too much of their, their selves away. And the things that is publicly put out about them is also controlled in the same manner. The tech industry and these moguls who have sat at the head of it for a long time know full well the power of technology to manipulate the human mind. And they can make vast fortunes by doing this and have done this. So it's no secret and to them that they, well, I guess it's it's no secret amongst themselves that they believe themselves to be superior to the vast majority of the rest of civilization who is ants or cockroaches or, or lesser beings to them. And I, I think that there's a, a large chunk of these individuals who have have finally had enough of, of humanity and think that the vast majority of us are no longer needed. And this is pride and, and arrogance of, of power. You know, Thomas Paine succumbed to his, his pride and, and eventually that pride and jealousy turned, turned a nation against him. Uh, Coca-Cola is experiencing that as a company has their loyal fan base is ditching them in droves and they're realizing that the vast majority of, of individuals who, who drank Coke were were conservatives, and, and so they've really kind of have played a, a bad gam gamble. The buyer's remorse um, of those who voted for, for Biden is also sinking in for the same reasons. Um, people are realizing that they they bought a dead horse and, and they, they would like their money back, but realize that there's, there's no getting their money back from what they, they purchased. And, and this, this horse is, is just a show pony sitting up there. It's, its lips are moving, but there's no substance there. And the true masters behind the scene are getting done everything that the liberal agenda has wanted for a long, long time. 
But like Thomas Paine, there is an opportunity for redemption for for everyone with the the sincere intent. And I'll get into that on the other side of this break. Welcome back. I sincerely appreciate you taking time out of your life to listen to the Patriot Report here. And I certainly hope that you gain some knowledge or something out of it. And I certainly hope to get better at doing this as time goes on. Um, Certainly, I am a lot better at writing than I am at, at speaking. Anyway, so if you want to learn more about the pamphlet, um, our podcasts or our monthly publication called The Pamphlet. And you can check it out at www.thepamphlet.net. Um, on that website, you'll find uh, links to all of our previous podcasts and our digital downloads of each of our monthly periodical, except for the very latest one. That one is only available to our Patreon subscribers currently. It will be released for the general uh, general public on our website after the Patreon subscribers uh, hard copies have been shipped to them. If you would like to become a member of that uh, exclusive team, you can join over at www.patreon.com forward slash the underscore pamphlet. And that should get you to our subscription page. All right. Thanks again for listening. Uh, It really means a lot to myself and my wife. Uh, We put in a lot of time on putting out the pamphlet, and our podcast is is just a supplement to that. And we're still trying to find our our legs with it sometimes. All right, let's get back into it. Before the break, I was going into how everything is kind of going full circle these mega corporations who have gone too woke or too far um, by embracing this new psychotic social communism type stuff that that's coming down the pipe, they're starting to receive a, a backlash and it's impacting them. I don't know why they didn't think that that this was going to affect their bottom line or, or at least to the degree that it did, but, but it, it is nonetheless. So a lot of these companies are starting to do a pause or just kind of backing off this social justice type thing. And that's only because of the peer pressure they're receiving, but nonetheless, it, it's important in that it, I think that there's a vulnerability there. And we can exploit that and go after those corporations. But here's the backlash. The council culture mob that these corporations helped create is not going to accept them backpedaling. And those corporations are going to hit, get hit from both sides. Both those who have dumped the brand because of their initial um, decision and those who are dumping the brand because they're backpedaling. So I don't see any good thing coming out of this for those corporations who are walking that rope. The best thing and and most, this is like, 
economics 101. I, I don't, maybe they just don't teach this anymore in business, but you don't rock the boat. You don't typically take political stands. You don't, you, you know, if you're, if you're selling a widget, then your goal is to sell a widget and you want to sell as many widgets as possible. Anything that you would do to jeopardize your widget sales, um, well, some people need to be fired and their, their degrees deemed worthless because whatever business um, they are teaching nowadays is definitely hurting a lot of cor corporations. But the damage is also already done in our economy. We're addicted to the, the Fed throwing out money, massive amounts of money to the populace to spend, 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 because that's what it takes to to keep the, the illusion going. And that ride can't continue forever. I think as we go further down the line um, into this administration, more and more people are, and more and more companies are, are going to um, start doing some backpedaling because the damage is going to be way more than they anticipated. Um, perhaps their polling was wrong. I don't know. But there are critical shortages, and they're getting worse. I did talk about this, I think, in my, my last podcast, perhaps, or one before that. But um, I, I talked to the farmer where I get my pig feed, um, and he's been waiting on a bunch of tires for his, his tractors, and he's been waiting for a couple months. And supposedly they were supposed to be there, and he called again, and, and they're still on a container ship, and they just can't get docked. And it's now they're telling him, well, it might be another eight weeks. So, you know, that's that's just one story. And, of course, he needs those new tires for his tractors and equipment, and he'll he'll run what he can run for as long as he can. But other than that, he'll have to use other machinery, which is a loss of efficiency and um, you know, there's, there's other aspects that'll go into that. So, uh, you know, it's, I, I just had my, my brakes done on, on a vehicle and, and the rotors were, were twice as much as they used to be. Um, so, I mean, a lot of parts and things like that are just way more expensive if you can get them just because of the critical shortages that are happening all across uh, the country. And it, it's, it's just striking that, that every single container ship on the planet is booked through through this month. And next month's looking like it's going to be more of the same. So the shipping market is just globally seizing up. And critical things are going to start, well, it's already happened, not going to start, it has been happening, like the microchips and and semiconductors, those sort of things, um, they're just going to be in critical supply now for the, at least the next year or so. And that affects everything. Washers, dryers, um, automobiles, computers, um, heck, even, even lights now are, are smart lights and have computers in them. And there, there's so many things that, that require microchips nowadays and, and with a critical shortage you just never know gonna know you know what is going to be available to be made 
and I don't know if we can control that. I mean, we might have defibrillators or medical equipment all of a sudden not not being able to produce enough of that or receive enough of that because of critical shortages. Whereas all of a sudden there's a surplus of talking monkey toys because they happen to get the the chips in. You know, it, it's just strange to see what things will will continue to flow and and how bad these shortages will get. Um, it might be a good exercise in teaching Americans to do stock up for, you know, at least on the important things for when there are in shortages are short for when there are shortages, they um, can weather the storm. All right. That's about all the time I have. So the message here is essentially was, was a focus on, on Thomas Paine and, and, pretty much everybody, including ourselves, how easy it is to come to prominence in a particular area, whether it's just being good at what you do, and then how easy it is to fall from grace. Um, perhaps it's pride, perhaps it's ego, or, or perhaps it's just just bad luck. Um, but either way, every day is a blessing, and God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. <laughs>